0: 2 Kings chapter 4 Elisha helps a widow and her sons. Now, a wife of one of the prophets appealed to Elisha for help, saying, Your servant, my husband, is dead. You know that your servant was a loyal follower of the Lord. Now, the creditor is coming to take away my two boys to be his servants. Elisha said to her, What can I do for you? Tell me, What do you have in the house? She answered, Your servant has nothing in the house except a small jar of olive oil. He said, "'Go and ask all your neighbours for empty containers. "'Get as many as you can. "'Go and close the door behind you and your sons. "'Pour the olive oil into all the containers. "'Set aside each one when you have filled it.' "'So she left him and closed the door behind her and her sons. "'As they were bringing the containers to her, "'she was pouring the olive oil. "'When the containers were full, "'she said to one of her sons, "'Bring me another container.' "'But he answered her, "'There are no more.' "'Then the olive oil stopped flowing.' she went and told the prophet. He said, go sell the olive oil, repay your creditor, and then you and your sons can live off the rest of the profit." Elisha gives life to a boy. One day Elisha travelled to Shunem, where a prominent woman lived. She insisted that he stop for a meal. So whenever he was passing through, he would stop in there for a meal. She said to her husband, look, I'm sure that the man who regularly passes through here is a very special prophet. Let's make a small private upper room and furnish it with a bed, table, chair and lamp. When he visits us, he can stay there. One day Elijah came for a visit. He went into the upper room and rested. He told his servant Gehazi, Ask this Shumanite woman to come here. So he did so and she came to him. Elisha said to Gehazi, Tell her, look you have treated us with such great respect what can i do for you can i put in a good word for you with the king or the commander of the army she replied i am quite secure so he asked gehazi what can i do for her gehazi replied she has no son and her husband is old elisha told him ask her to come here so he did so and she came and stood in the doorway he said about this time next year you will be holding a son she said no my master O prophet do not lie to your servant the woman did conceive and at the specified time the next year she gave birth to a son just as Elisha had told her the boy grew and one day he went out to see his father who was with the harvest workers he said to his father my head my head his father told the servant carry him to his mother So he picked him up and took him to his mother. He sat on her lap until noon and then he died. She went up and laid him down on the prophet's bed. She shut the door behind her and left. She called to her husband, Send one of the servants and one of the donkeys so I can see the prophet quickly and then return. He said, Why do you want to go and see him today? Is it not the new moon or the Sabbath? She said, Everything's fine. She saddled the donkey and told her servant, Lead on, do not stop unless I say so. So she went to visit the prophet at Mount Carmel. When he saw her at a distance, he said to his servant Gehazi, look, that's the Shumanite woman. Now run to meet her and ask, are you well? Are your husband and your boy well? She told Gehazi, everything's fine. But when she reached the prophet on the mountain, she grabbed hold of his feet. Gehazi came near to push her away. But the prophet said, leave her alone, for she is very upset. The Lord has kept the matter hidden from me. He didn't tell me about it. She said, Did I ask my master for a son? Didn't I say, Don't mislead me? Elisha said to Gehazi, Tuck your robes into your belt. Take my staff and go. Don't stop to exchange greetings with anyone. Place my staff on the child's face. The mother of the child said, As certainly as the Lord lives, as you live, I will not leave. So Elisha got up and followed her back. Now Gehazi went on ahead of them. He placed the staff on the child's face, but there was no sound or response. When he came back to Elisha and told him, the child did not wake up. When Elisha arrived at the house, there was the child lying dead on the bed. He went in by himself and closed the door. Then he prayed to the Lord. He got up on the bed, spread his body out over the boy. He put his mouth on the boy's mouth, his eyes over the boy's eyes, and his palms on the hands against Elisha the boy's palms. As he bent down across him, the boy's skin grew warm. Elisha went back and walked around the house. Then he got up on the bed again and bent down over him. The child sneezed seven times and opened his eyes. Elisha called to Gehazi and said, get the Shumanite woman. So he did so and she came to him. He said, take your son. She came in, fell at his feet and bowed down. Then she picked up her son and left. Elisha makes a meal edible. Now Elisha went back to Gilgal while there was a famine in the land. Some of the prophets were visiting him and told his servant, Put the big pot on the fire and bore some stew for the prophets. Someone went out to the field to gather some herbs and found wild vine. He picked some of its fruit, enough to fill up the fold in his robe. He came back, cut it up and threw the slices into the stew pot, not knowing they were harmful. The stew was poured out for men to eat. When they ate some of the stew, they cried out, Death is in this pot oh prophet they could not eat it he said get some flour then he threw it into the pot and said now pour some out for the men so they may eat there was no longer anything harmful in the pot Elisha miraculously feeds a hundred people now a man from Baal Shalisha brought some food for the prophet 20 loaves of bread made from the first fruits of the barley as well as the fresh ears of grain. Elisha said, set it before the people so they may eat. But his attendant said, how can I feed a hundred men with this? He replied, set it before the people so they may eat. For this is what the Lord has said. They will eat and have some left over. So he set it out before them. They ate and had some left over, just as in the Lord's message. 2 Kings, chapter 5, Elisha heals a Syrian general. Now Naaman, the commander of the king of Syria's army, was esteemed and respected by his master. For through him the Lord had given Syria military victories. But this great warrior had a skin disease. Raiding parties went out from Syria and took captive from the land of Israel a young girl, who became a servant to Naaman's wife. She told her mistress, If only my master were in the presence of the prophet who is in Samaria, Then he would cure him of his skin disease. Naaman went and told his master what the girl from the land of Israel had said. The king of Syria said, Go, I will send a letter to the king of Israel. So Naaman went, taking with him ten talents of silver, six thousand shekels of gold and ten suits of clothes. He brought the letter to the king of Israel. It read, This is a letter of introduction for my servant Naaman, whom I am sent to be cured of his skin disease. When the king of Israel read the letter, he tore his clothes and said, Am I God? Can I kill or restore life? Why does he ask me to cure a man of his skin disease? Certainly you must see that he is looking for an excuse to fight me. When Elisha the prophet heard that the king of Israel had torn his clothes, he sent a message to the king, Why did you tear your clothes? Send him to me so he may know there is a prophet in Israel. So Naaman came with his horses and chariots and stood in the doorway of Elisha's house. Elisha sent out a messenger who told him, Go and wash seven times in the Jordan. Your skin will be restored and you will be healed. Nathan went away angry. He said, Look, I thought for sure he would come out, stand there, invoke the name of the Lord his God, wave his hand over the area and cure the skin disease. The rivers of Damascus, the Abana, the far power are better than any of the waters of israel could i not wash in them and be healed so he turned around and went away angry his servants approached and said to him "O master if the prophet had told you to do some difficult task you would have been willing to do it it seems you should be happy that he simply said wash and you will be healed so he went down and dipped in the jordan seven times as the prophet had instruction His skin became as smooth as a young child's, and he was healed. He and his entire entourage returned to the prophet. Naaman came and stood before him. He said, For sure, I know that there is no God in all the earth except in Israel. Now please accept a gift from your servants. But Elisha replied, As certainly as the Lord lives, whom I serve, I will take nothing from you. Naaman insisted that he take it, but he refused. Naaman said, If not, then please give your servant a load of dirt enough for a pair of mules to carry, for your servant will never again offer a burnt offering or sacrifice to a god other than the Lord. May the Lord forgive your servant for this one thing. When my master enters the temple of Rimon to worship, and he leans on my arm, and I bow down in the temple of Rimon, may the Lord forgive your servant for this. Elisha said to him, Go in peace. When he had gone a short distance, Gehazi, the prophet Elijah's servant, thought, Look, my master did not accept what this Syrian Naaman had offered. As certainly the Lord lives, I will run after him and accept something from him. So Gehazi ran after Naaman. When Naaman saw someone running after him, he got down from his chariot to meet him and asked, Is everything all right? He answered, Everything is fine. My master sent me with this message. Look, two servants of the prophets just arrived from Ephraim and Hill Country. Please give them a talent of silver and two suits of clothes. Naaman said, Please accept two talents of silver. He insisted and tied up two talents of silver in two bags, along with two suits of clothes. He gave the two of his servants, and they carried them for Gehazi. When he arrived at the hill, he took them from the servants and put them in the house. Then he sent the men on their way. When he came and stood before his master, Elisha asked him, Where have you been, Gehazi? He answered, Your servant hasn't been anywhere. Elisha replied, I was there in spirit when a man turned and got down from his chariot to meet you. This is not the proper time to accept silver or accept clothes. Olive groves vineyards, sheep, cattle, male and female servants. Therefore Naaman's skin disease will affect you and your descendants forever. When Gehazi went out of his presence, his skin was white as snow. 2 Kings chapter 6 Some of the prophets said to Elisha, Look, the place where we meet with you is too cramped for us. Let's go to the Jordan. Each of us will get a log from there, and we will build a meeting place for ourselves there. He said, Go. One of them said, Please come along with your servants. He replied, All right, I'll come. So he went with them. When they arrived at the Jordan, they started cutting down trees. As one of them was felling a tree, the axe head dropped in the water. He shouted, Oh no, my master, it was borrowed. The prophet asked, Where did it drop in? When he showed him the spot, Elisha cut off a branch, threw it in at the spot, and made the axe head float. He said, Lift it out. So he reached his hand and grabbed it. Elisha defeats an army. Now the king of Syria was at war with Israel. He consulted his advisers, who said, Invade at such and such a place. But the prophet sent this message to the king of Israel, make sure you don't pass through this place because Syria is invading there. So the king of Israel sent a message to the place the prophet had pointed out, warning it to be on its guard. This happened on several occasions. This made the king of Syria upset. So he summoned his advisors and said to them, one of us must be helping the king of Israel. One of his advisors said, no, my master, O king, the prophet Elisha, who lives in Israel, keeps telling the king of Israel the things you say in your bedroom. The king ordered, go find out where he is so I can send some men to capture him. The king was told, he is in Dothan. So he sent horses and chariots there along with a good sized army. They arrived during the night and surrounded the city. The prophet's attendant got up early in the morning. When he went outside there was an army surrounding the city along with horses and chariots. He said to Elisha, O oh no, my master, what will we do? He replied, Don't be afraid, for our side outnumbers them. Then Elisha prayed, O oh Lord, open his eyes so he can see. The Lord opened the servant's eyes, and he saw that the hill was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. As the army approached him, Elisha prayed to the Lord, Strike these people with blindness. The Lord struck them with blindness as Elisha requested. Then Elisha said to them, This is not the road or city. Follow me, and I will lead you to the man you're looking for. He led them to Samaria. When he entered Samaria, Elisha said, O Lord, open their eyes so they can see. The Lord opened their eyes, and they saw that they were in the middle of Samaria. When the king of Israel saw them, he said to Elisha, Should I strike them down, my master? He replied, Do not strike them down. You did not capture them with your sword or bow. So what gives you the right to strike them down? Give them some food and water so they can eat and drink and then go back to their master. So he threw a big banquet for them and they ate and drank. Then he sent them back to their master. After that, no Syrian raiding parties again invaded the land of Israel. The Lord saved Samaria. Later, King Ben-Hadad of Syria assembled his entire army and attacked and besieged Samaria. Samaria's food supply ran out. They laid siege to it so long that a donkey's head was selling for 80 shekels of silver and a quarter of a cab of doves' droppings for five shekels of silver. While the king of Israel was passing by on the city wall, a woman shouted to him, "'Help us, my master, O king!' he replied, "'No, let the Lord help you. How can I help you? The threshing floor and winepress are empty.' Then the king asked her, What's your problem? She answered, This woman said to me, Hand over your son. We'll eat him today and then eat my son tomorrow. So we boiled my son and ate him. Then he said to her the next day, Hand over your son and we'll eat him. But she hid her son. When the king heard that the woman said, he tore his clothes, and he was passing by on the wall, the people could see he was wearing sackcloth under his clothes. Then he said, May God judge me severely if Elisha, son of Shaphat, still has his head by the end of the day. Now Elisha was sitting in his house with the community leaders. The king sent a messenger on ahead, head, but before he arrived, Elisha said to the leaders, Do you realize this assassin intends to cut off my head? Look, when the messenger arrives, shut the door and lean against it. My master will certainly be right behind you. He was still talking to them when the messenger approached and said, Look, the Lord is responsible for this disaster. Why should I continue to wait for the Lord to help? Matthew chapter 5, the Beatitudes When he saw the crowds, he went up the mountain. After he sat down, his disciples came to him. Then he began to teach them by saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for the kingdom of heaven belongs to them. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called the children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness, for the kingdom of heaven belongs to them. Blessed are you when people insult you and persecute you and say all kinds of evil things about you falsely on account of me. Rejoice and be glad, because your reward is great in heaven, for they persecuted the prophets before you in the same way. Salt and Light You are the salt of the earth, but if salt loses its flavour, how can it be salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled on by the people. You are the light of the world. A city located on a hill cannot be hidden. People do not light a lamp and put it under a bus basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before people, so that you can see your good deeds and give honour to your Father in heaven. Fulfillment of the Law and Prophets Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets, I have not come to abolish these things, but to fulfil them. I tell you the truth, until heaven and earth pass away, not the smallest letter or stroke of a letter will pass from the law until everything takes place. So anyone who breaks one of the least of these commands and teaches others to do so will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever obeys them and teaches others to do so will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I tell you, unless your righteousness goes beyond that of the experts in the law and the Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Anger and murder. You have heard it said to an older generation, Do not murder, and whoever murders will be subjected to judgment. But I say to you that anyone who is angry with a brother will be subjected to judgment. And whoever insults a brother will be brought before the council. And whoever says, Fool! will be sent to fiery hell. So then, if you bring your gift to the altar, and there you remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there in front of the altar. First go and be reconciled to your brother, and then come and present your gift. Reach agreement quickly with your accuser while on the way to court, or he may hand you over to judgment, and the judge hand you over to the warden, and you will be thrown into prison. I tell you the truth, you will never get out of there until you have paid the last penny. Adultery. You have heard that it was said, do not commit adultery. But I say to you that whoever looks at a woman to desire her has already committed adultery with her in his heart. If your right eye causes you to sin, tear it out and throw it away. It is better to lose one of your members than to have your whole body thrown into hell. If your right hand causes you to sin cut it off and throw it away it is better to lose one of your members than to have your whole body go into hell divorce it was said whoever divorces his wife must give her a legal document but i say to you that everyone who divorces his wife except for immorality makes her commit adultery and whoever marries a divorced woman commits adultery oaths again You have heard that it was said to an older generation, Do not break an oath, but fulfil your vows to the Lord. But I say to you, do not take oaths at all, not by heaven, because it is the throne of God, not by earth, because it is his footstool, and not by Jerusalem, because it is the city of the great King. Do not take an oath by your hand, because you are not able to make one hair white or black. Let your word be yes, yes, or no, no, More than this is from the evil one. Retaliation. You have heard that it was said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I say to you, do not resist the evildoer. But whoever strikes you on the right cheek, turn the other to him as well. And if someone wants to sue you and take your tunic, let him have your coat also. And if anyone forces you to go one mile, go with him too. Give to the one who asks you and do not reject the one who wants to borrow from you love for enemies you have heard it was said love your neighbor and hate your enemy but i say to you love your enemy and pray for those who persecute you so that you may be like your father in heaven since he causes the sun to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous for if you love those who love you what reward do you have even the tax collectors do the same don't they and if you only greet your brothers What more do you do? Even the Gentiles do the same, don't they? So then be perfect, as your heavenly Father is perfect.